Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Postdoc transformation. Invest in your postdoc transformation. Welcome to the weekly show for scientists leaping into business. In every episode, we are happy to recommend employers of choice for you. For your career transition, we offer customized career transition e-courses and memberships also at graduate schools all over the world. Maybe yours too. And if your university isn't yet our customer, enroll in your free email course for career transition made simple as linked in the show notes. I'm your host, Professor Dr. Anna Sui Winkles, and let's build your postdoc transformation with this episode. Have you heard about ChatGPT and how it disrupts blank? Well, you are in for a treat. Now we're talking about how to use ChatGPT for your job application as a new PhD or even as a postdoc, but without prior business experience. So for most of us, when we apply for the first time for a business job, then probably the business language for that industry, but essentially the business language of applications is something that is probably unknown for us. So that's why ChatGPT will be helpful. And for all of us who are international PhD students or graduates or, you know, scholars, this is something that will be really handy for you because ChatGPT writes in decent English. So if you have the tendency to be less proficient in English, then especially if you are applying for international jobs, chat GPT can be extremely helpful for you. And I can already imagine that you are thinking, what is Eleanor talking about? Well, chat GPT is the thing at the moment that most people, even white collar workers, but especially companies are mostly excited and worried about. And just a reminder, you will find the full transcript and all free career transition resources in the show notes, which links to the page on my website, where I also have all the prompts I would recommend for you to use in ChatGPT. All right, so what's ChatGPT? It's an artificial intelligence that can create human-like answers to your intelligent prompts. And it's a company called OpenAI that has published this free resource for everyone to test. They also offer a subscription, but everything I tell you now is done with their free account. And just as a disclaimer, there are also other chat GPT-like softwares, machine learning-based artificial intelligence that can be used in a similar fashion. So the G in chat GPT stands for generative, the P stands for pre-trained and T stands for transformer and the chat is just the chat. So that means 
it's a machine learning artificial intelligence that can chat with the user that will be you. And the database is basically everything in the internet, so to speak, in plain words. Within a given time frame and with all the biases that you have in the internet. But that cannot diminish the potential I see in the fact that it really boosts and creates human-like answers based on intelligent prompts. I mean, asking the right questions is something that you will have to do. But then again, whatever the machine produces is so, I mean, from what I've seen so far, superior to the mediocre worker you could think of. In fact, it also helps me to write better captions and whatever. So it's like, it's a huge boost that most people will be able to use to improve their work that is in blank. Okay, so that's that's the versatility that ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence can use or employ in the future of work. And that's actually my prompt to recommend to you also the previous episode, which was entitled The Future of Work for New PhD Holders in Business. And did you know that I offer deep dive e-courses, workshops and memberships at graduate schools, maybe also at yours in the future? Ask your graduate school coordinator whether they want to book my services so that I can deliver them to you 24-7, 365 on your mobile device. Let's see specifically how ChatGPT can help you with your job applications. I've got five use cases for you and a bonus one at the end. And that's the, I think, most amazing one. All right. Number one, ChatGPT advises and gives examples of good resumes, cover letters, standard interviews, salary negotiations, and also networking. So if you ask, you know, how to write a good summary or how to write a good cover letter or whatever it is, it will help you with the basic things. And I think that even the basic things are helpful when you are still in your first job applications. But you know, these are tips that, you know, basically everyone will get asking these basic questions. So you want it to be more specific, tailored to you. And that's number two. Chat GPT can draft a view that is a selection of your skills relevant for a given job description so that you can include them in your resume. Now, this is mind boggling. Okay, so that means for a given job description that you think, you know, that will be maybe a good fit. I don't know. You can include that in ChatGPT and then ask ChatGPT which of my skills that you put into there based on your CV are the most promising ones so that you can then take these most promising skills and include them in your resume. 
And this is so essential for everyone. Because most of the PhD students, graduates, postdocs, you know, all early career scientists think what are the most transferable skills that are monetizable for a given job? And, you know, you have to have them in the first place. But if you have them, then maybe it's also hard for you to select the ones that you have. And that's why ChatGPT comes in so handy. What it basically does is it weighs the job description against your given skill set. And then it finds out which are the matching ones, the most promising ones. And then you can then include that in your resume and in your cover letter. Use case number three. ChatGPT can draft a summary of your achievements with metrics based on given job responsibilities. And again, that's mind-boggling. All right. So I always tell my graduate schools, PhD students, and also postdocs who are, you know, benefiting from the career transition training I give them on-site at their graduate school, also in their e-courses, always tell them that you have to quantify and qualify your whatever it is, your achievements, your experiments, your experience, everything that you think that will help you get into the job. A business recruiter cannot relate to that, but they need to have some metrics. So like when you are teaching, then how many courses do you give per how many, you know, hours a week, once in a semester? Is it how many people are, are in there that you teach and something like that? Or whether you have, you know, got your own funding, then how much euro, how much dollars were attached for, I mean, what was the funding period? How competitive was it to get into the first round of, of whatever it is? So you won a poster prize, how many contestants were there? You know, something that can help them contextualize your information because for a business recruiter, science and academia are words that, you know, totally or at least only known from a distance and also relatively irrelevant. And that's why you need to make it easy for them to see whether an achievement that you state is an achievement that is for them, you know, beneficial. And now it's time to thank Company ABC who sponsors this episode of the Postdoc Transformation Show. I would now be reading the company's answers to one of six bold questions so that you can choose to apply. For example, number one, describe your most valuable experts versus leaders in your company. Have they typically earned a doctor title? Or number two, for which of your company roles or units do you encourage somebody with a doctor title to apply? Number three, how would you describe your organizational culture in which your most valuable experts and leaders thrive in?
to nominate an employer of choice so that we can ask our informative, bold questions, click on the link in the show notes. And now, back to the postdoc transformation episode. Let's move on to use case number four. ChatGPT can draft a professional summary using your given CV and even rewrite that for an entry-level or a senior-level position. So that's especially handy if you are applying to a company which you think that is a good fit for you, but you don't see job applications that are, you know, attractive for you. So in that case, you could you could apply to these companies hoping that they will see a match within their database that you don't yet see or where they have a talent or a pipeline you know, vacancy, pipelining vacancy that they can already fill in with your profile, even if they haven't advertised that on every job board. But also you can use that as a summary for your LinkedIn profile using your given CV. Okay, so that's a great thing, especially if you have a long list of your achievements in academia and want to summarize that from a business perspective in LinkedIn or on Twitter or whatever it is. I mean, probably not Twitter anymore, but you know, for a press kit on your website, even if you are not inclined to leap, then it could be still handy for getting grants, right? For grant applications, people who read and judge the grant applications aren't necessarily experts in your field, especially, I mean, and that's why it's so important to have a professional summary of all your achievements so that they can see at a glance whether you will be, you know, making an impact in their view using their money. Use case number five, ChatGPT can draft your cover letter based on a given job description and your CV. And that's probably a pain in the butt for most of job applicants that they are challenged to produce, to write a targeted, customized cover letter for a given company based on the role and the company and yourself, right? So the CV as such, the professional summary as such, the resume as such, these are things that are probably usable, repurposable in different job applications, but the cover letter is usually unique to the job application for company A and even if it's just for different roles, it needs to be read from different people in the different um, units, business areas, and possibly in bigger companies, it's also not the same HR representative or business recruiter. So that's why it should be tailored. And I know that there are companies nowadays that say a cover letter is not needed anymore, but using chat GPT will help you to create one at almost no effort. 
as compared to before ChatGPT could have helped you. Right. So why not do this? Because it looks like the extra effort, the extra mile that you are going to get this job out of science. And before we go to the last use case, I want you to reflect on where else can artificial intelligence help you create a great job application. And once you have determined your readiness to leap and you think, yes, this is the way forward. I want to transition into business or industries. Then you can, if you like, enroll in your free email course with 10 actionable, bingeable email lessons until you start your job in business. You'll get 10 emails that detail number one how to leap out of science number two how to build your sustainable linkedin profile number three how to read social media and network number four how to research your favorite jobs and employers number five how to do information interviews to get insights number six how to create your customized applications number seven how to prepare your thesis from a business point of view Number eight, how to apply to your favorite employers. Number nine, how to choose the right job offer. And number 10, how to prepare for your new job. Woohoo! All right, can I have some drum rolls? Because number six will be amazing for you. Because when you're leaping out of science, you need to have some reference letters. Now imagine your principal investigator, your supervisor, your professor, your postdoc, that you have to ask for recommending you for a business role. Well, the challenge is they have probably never entered the business world. They have always stayed in academia. So that means they probably don't know the business language. They probably don't know the roles. They probably don't know the responsibilities, the skills that are needed for you to thrive in these kind of roles. And they cannot probably relate your achievements, your skills, your experience to the job that you are applying for. And that means, like I also said in other outlets I produce, like the e-courses and so, I always say you have to draft that for your principal investigator or whoever gives you the reference letter. You cannot rely on their time and goodwill to produce something that will help you. Because even if they had the goodwill, they have probably not the experience. And that's why there is one, I mean, on my personal experience, I have this university professor who is the chief editor of a well-known journal. And he wrote a reference letter for me. And there were there was like four pages and three of them was about his lab. And only one of them was about my work and still that had no, absolutely no relevance for a business application, a, a job application. 
So that's like no value at all for my situation of then leaping into business. All right. Without further ado, the best use case, I think. Chat GPT can draft your principal investigator's reference letter for you based on a given job description and your CV. Okay, that's the similar use case like number five, but this number six is you can ask ChatGPT to change the perspective and to take that perspective into account in writing the reference letter. And if you tweak that based also on the experience of the professor, the principal investigator, etc., etc., then it will have a well-rounded, you know, recommendation for you in this reference letter. So I hope that all of these six use cases will help you to leap into business faster and better. And to summarize all of these six use cases, one is ChatGPT advises and gives examples of resume, cover letter, etc. And that's the most basic help because it's standardized and not tailored to your information. Number two onwards are specifically tailored towards your own information because it can draft a view, a selection of your skills relevant for a given job, number two. And that's number three then. ChatGPT can help you to draft a summary of your achievement with metrics based on a given job description. And number four, it can do a professional summary using your given CV that you can use somewhere else in social media, for example, as well. And number six and number five, sorry, is you can draft your cover letter, which is usually a time consuming, unique thing. So, but this is a winning thing. And that's why it's so important. And number six is it can even, you know, help you help your principal investigator to make a bigger impact. Now, if you want to make a deep dive into ChatGPT, what you have to do is to create an account using the link I provide. This is not an affiliate link. This is a free link for everyone who can use that and you can open up your account and then you can use the prompts I showcase in the show notes of this episode. Hey, have you found this episode so far helpful for yourself? Well, maybe you can subscribe and also share this episode with your PhD bestie because that would encourage us to help the underprivileged, underrepresented and underserved early career scientists leaping into business. And now back to the show. Please notice that for all use cases, apart from the very basic one at the beginning, I stated draft. Chat GPT can draft. That does not mean that you can copy and paste that into your resume, in your cover letter and send that off. Because I tried that using my own data, using my own CV and a job description I found interesting. And I did this all 
And the results were 95% really great. And I think that it would have taken me a long time, much longer than ChatGPT, to produce such a good result. But then I can use my freed time now to make it 100% in the sense that I can use my own personality to make that, you know, sound more like me. And if you are new to my weekly postdoc transformation show that helps scientists to leap into business, I want you to check out also the first two or three episodes because these are more evergreen content where you have to reflect on your internal and external circumstances and factors so that you know whether you are ready to leap out of science. And number three was about how to are 10 steps to transition your career into business. And again, this is also not something that you can, you know, boost with artificial intelligence. But when you then listen to episode four, which is the future of work for new PhD holders in business, this is where you can then look for the best venues, the best industries, jobs, roads, etc. that you can apply for. And then once you made that decision, you will start your job applications. I hope that this episode is helpful for you. And if it does help you, please rate this show, spread the love, share this in your WhatsApp or whatever with other early career scientists, because this is the only way I can get to help more of you for free. So I provide value and you can thank me by sharing this with others. And in closing, I really hope that you invest into your doctorate according to your vision of life. And if you do, I'm very sure that you will be managing your postdoc transformation. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye until the next episode. Do you want the transcript of our episode and our episode sponsor's answers to all six bold questions so that you can choose to apply? Do you want to nominate your employer of choice so that we can ask them our bold questions? For all of that, check out our clickable links in our show notes. And on our website, www.postdoctransformation.com, you can also check your readiness to leap into business or enroll in our free email course, Career Transition Made Simple. Thanks for your attention. I'm Professor Dr. Elna Sui Winkles, the host of your weekly Postdoc Transformation Show. Postdoc Transformation, Postdoc Transformation, Postdoc Transformation.